0: Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you to my mother's basement. This is where we gather to talk about professional wrestling. This is where we gather to drink our beverages ice cold. This is where we gather to eat Jesse's shitty tacos and listen to how he concocted his recipes. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. This is the next step in the evolution of off the script. This is the future that the IWC needs. This is the podcast that will set the tone for all other podcasts in the IWC. When I say nobody has done it better than off the script. That nobody has done it better than J.D. from New York. I mean it with every fiber of my being. This is the new era of Off The Script. Now order yourself a Tony's Cola Old Fashioned. Order yourself a Brit's DMD Daiquiri. Order yourself a Ricky's Absolute apple teeny. Jesse, I don't know who the fuck came up with these drinks, bro. I mean, what what type of... What type of... Mixologist, did you get in here, bro? I mean, holy shit, man, we got any, MJF Salty, have one of those. MJF Salty Bastard, man. What better way to celebrate the new mother's basement by drinking a MJF Championship cocktail, man. Anyway, tonight we're gonna talk about SmackDown, and tonight we're gonna do what we usually do best, and that is deliver, right here on Off The Script. ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen welcome to off the scripts welcome to my mother's basement we are gonna talk Smackdown I want to thank you guys for joining me on your Friday evenings wherever you may be it is March 31st 2023 I am your host JD from New York as always coming to you live from the OTS venue in what I call my mother's basement thank you so very much for joining me on your Friday evenings wherever you may be man we're gonna talk about Smackdown tonight I know there's a lot going on tonight man and if the mic is uh if the mic was clipping before man I uh, I got these these little wireless mics I gotta get used to it don't worry, we'll figure it out, man. I mean, I got it working. As long as you guys heard me, that's all that really matters. Um. Yes, I told you I was gonna put the blazer on, bro. I told you. I told you I was gonna put the blazer on, man. Let me uh let me let me do something that I I promised you guys I was gonna do, man. You listen, I'm sorry for everybody that wants to enjoy. You guys can still watch the show, man, but you know, I promised, I promised my guys. That we were going members only tonight, and that's exactly what we're going to do, man. It's the grand opening. It's the grand opening of my mother's basement, man. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Absolutely fantastic, man. I love it. I I can't stop looking at it. I I can't I can't stop looking at it, man. Deviate Deviate did an unbelievable job. With what they did here, I mean, look! Look at the fucking detail. Look! Look at the detail, man. Grand piano, fireplace with the moose head, hologram, the moose head in the back. His name is Moose Pritchard. We got the mafia photo of yours truly. And the eyes move, man. Look at the eyes. Look at the eyes. I'm all seeing. I see it all. Got your whiskey barrels over on the wall there. We got the neon mother's basement sign. We got the VIP couch in the back. And of course, as always, I got my old-fashioned right in front of me, man. Unbelievable. Love you guys, man. I can't do this without you guys, man. Can't do this without you guys. I would not have the motivation to do it, honestly, without you guys, man. You guys drive me every day, so I appreciate the uh, the support on everything, honestly. Want to get into the SmackDown review tonight, man. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little toasty in this blazer. I might have to take this off. Uh, a little toasty in here, anyway. But um, we're gonna talk SmackDown tonight. We're gonna talk Cody Rhodes. We're gonna talk Roman. We're gonna talk Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We're gonna talk the Battle Royal. A lot happened tonight, man. And I got some. Uh, I got some news. We're gonna go over what is coming up on the podcast this weekend. Man, it's gonna be a very, very busy weekend right here on the show. Tremendous. Tomorrow's going to be one hell of a busy day, man, but I'm uh, I'm doing it to myself because it's WrestleMania weekend and we only get one of them. We only get one of them. Tomorrow, I'm doing an NXT watch-along for Stand and Deliver. I wanted to go live for NXT, but I didn't want to sit there and take notes and I didn't want to sit there and watch and have my head in my iPad the entire time. So what I decided to do, and I'm usually against them because I don't really, I don't really watch, watch alongs. Like I'll tune into Jesse's every now and then, but I know Jesse. I'll tune into Issa's every now and then, but I know Isa. But I never really understood the concept. My guy Evil Genius does them for MMA. People love them. People love them. So I'm going to do that tomorrow for NXT. We'll do like uh an in real time review of the show, I'll give you my thoughts right there on the spot so that's what we'll do and we'll have fun with it, 1pm I'll be on here, we'll stay till 3.30, 4 o'clock whenever it ends I'll have a quick lunch and then we're actually we're actually back around 4.30 tomorrow I'm setting up and this is a le- this was a last minute decision because I wanted to do something different for you guys Tomorrow, I'm setting up a roundtable for WrestleMania predictions. So if I don't give you my WrestleMania predictions tonight, I'll go go over them briefly. I'll I'll give you the simplistic version tonight. But tomorrow, we're going to do a WrestleMania roundtable. It's going to be me, obviously. It's going to be Jesse. It's going to be my boy, Ango. And the fourth man. And the fourth man that will be joining us on the roundtable. I got his thumbs up of approval today. It's a very difficult man to get a hold of. He's too busy lifting weights, that crazy son of a bitch. The fourth man for our roundtable tomorrow. JD finally sits down with BC Amplified. I got the fucking man himself. To sit down... And discuss WWE with me. It's gonna be awesome. If I could get it set up, hopefully things go right, man. For a last minute thing, I hope it goes right. But it should be great tomorrow, man. It's gonna be a busy day. And then tomorrow night we'll be live after WrestleMania night one, right back here in my mother's basement on the OTS, on the OTS podcast, in the OTS venue. So I appreciate you guys for that, man. It's going to be a busy day, so hopefully you uh, are uh, ready for tomorrow. Follow me on social media for all the updates, man. At JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go out and hit that thumbs up, man. If I don't see a 1,000 likes for this beautiful fucking place that we're sitting in right now, man, I don't know what to tell you. Hit that thumbs up, man. A 1,000 likes, absolutely minimum for tonight's debut grand opening of the Off the Script, My Mother's Basement. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Everything you need is on the homepage. There were a couple of shorts that went up tonight. Go check that out. Well, today, rather, there was a live stream last night, actually, uh, Off the Script, 471. We were live with that. Wednesday, we were live with Dynamite tuesday we we did a john moxley recap on the renee Paquette podcast monday we were live for raw man plenty of content for you guys plenty of content for you guys right here on off the scripts. and tonight we're sponsored by my great friends over at manscaped manscaped.com oh my goodness holy shit this guy, every time, this guy, you talk about VIPs, man. Bailiff. Get this man whatever the fuck he wants all night, man. Holy shit. My guy, Daryl, with a $500 super chat. Kicking things off tonight in my mother's basement, man. Holy shit. Brother, thank you so very much. We got the VIP of VIPs in here tonight. Sitting right back there under the beautiful mural. A beautiful portrait of the all-seeing JD dressed in a mafia suit. Mafia tuxedo with a cigar in his hand, even though he doesn't smoke. But... Thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate you stopping by tonight and really showing your support for the podcast, man. I can't do it without guys like Daryl, and I can't do it without guys like you, man. I'm very excited, very grateful tonight. I'm in a good mood tonight. This is a very special night, and I thank you guys for joining me on what is going to be a momentous and record-breaking weekend for the podcast, man. I'm glad you guys are joining me right here on OTS. SmackDown. Let's get into it, man. SmackDown started with the Usos. They made their ring entrance tonight. Jimmy and Jay Uso versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, man. If you ask me what my most anticipated match is for the weekend, it is that one. Undoubtedly, after tonight, there's no doubt about it. It's the main event of WrestleMania night one. It should be. There is no other choice. Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. That boat has sailed off into the distance, man. No way at all is that match showing up in the main event. The Usos made their ring entrance tonight. Jimmy said tonight is the last SmackDown before the biggest tag team match of all time. Is it the biggest tag team match of all time? It very well may be the biggest tag team match of all time, man. In fact, if it's not the biggest tag team match of all time, it's the most important tag team match of all time. It is the biggest WrestleMania tag team match of all time. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Sammy Zayn's music played, and he and Kevin Owens walked out. Fans were singing along to Sammy's theme song. I can't wait to hear seventy thousand people singing that when they win the tag team titles tomorrow night. Sammy's in the ring. Kevin Owens is there with him, side by side. Sammy said that they were right—that they're one night away from the biggest tag team championship match in WWE history. He said they put an end. To this once and for all at WrestleMania. But tonight, before we take our tag team championships from you tomorrow, we're going to make sure there is nothing left unsaid between us. Owens then says he wanted them to know that he's pretty conflicted about what he has to do tomorrow night. He said there's a lot of history between him and the Usos. He said when he arrived in WWE, the Usos made him feel like he belonged He said the Usos would hang out and play with his son when he brought him to the shows. He said he felt they could look up to them, but that stopped when they did their cousin's bidding. He said he lost all respect at that point, but it got worse at the Royal Rumble. He told them to look at him when he's talking to them because they were looking away or looking at each other. He yelled that they tried to take his livelihood away from him. And if not for Sammy, they very well might have. He said there's part of him that doesn't want to do what he's going to do. But another part of him can't wait. He said they know what's going to happen at WrestleMania. They're going to take their tag team championships at WrestleMania. Jimmy started laughing and said they did show Owen's love when he first arrived. Because that's the type of people we are. Says they don't have love for either of them right now. He called them both chumps. He said he and Jay are the type of brotherhood that they want. Sammy said blood doesn't just make you family. Loyalty also makes you family. Jay asked what Sammy knows about that. Sammy says he was loyal to them from day one, and he was, and he was. They were the ones who chose blood over loyalty. They said they chose Roman because he was blood even though he's never been loyal to them. That seemed to ring true to Jay, who all of a sudden just hangs his head down and looks a little defeated. So Sami Zayn possibly planting some seeds here, seeds of doubt, all in the mind of Jay Uso. He turned around, he then turned back to Sami and told him the weight and pressure of the bloodline has always been on them. Sami told them that the weight and the pressure of the bloodline has always revolved around the Usos. Sammy said when they take their titles, it's the end of Reigns and end of the bloodline. Then you can go back to just being you, the Usos. The guys, you know, were there and Kevin is in the ring there. So Sammy says the guys Kevin talked about, you know, years ago that everyone in the locker room loved, says they can go back to being those guys. They can go back to being the Usos but they won't have the tag team titles with them anymore. They stared at each other in silence for a minute before Jay said, no, that ain't it. He predicted it'll be the same thing with Sammy and KO as always. He said, Sammy will lose the big match and Owens will stab Sammy in the back again. And said, meanwhile, they'll be going about their business at the, as the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. Jay said, they're sick of everyone saying the bloodline is going to fall. He said that they'll be announced as still... Tag Team Champions. The Usos left the ring, and Jey Uso, you know, it was all about Jey Uso again, man. The Usos worked their way up the ramp, and the Street Profits came out for their match that
1: actually opened SmackDown tonight. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. WWE,
0: with intent, is planting seeds to the fans, to people there, to people watching at home, the seeds that are planted right now with Sammy telling Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso that the pressure of the bloodline is on them. Everything about the bloodline, the success of the bloodline revolves around them, they Have the weight of the bloodline on their shoulders. Everything regarding the bloodline always has to go through Jay and Jimmy Uso. They are the ones that take care of it. Sami Zayn casting doubt over Jimmy and Jay Uso right now, or at least striking that fear of doubt in Jimmy and Jay Uso is going to be the next chapter of this storyline moving forward for the bloodline. Sammy and KO may be exiting as characters in this storyline. Because when they win the tag team championships tomorrow night, in the most important tag team title match in company history, they will no longer have anything to do with this story. Their story is completed. Their story is finished. They finished their story. They'll move on. They'll move on to whomever wins that fatal four-way showcase match. Rumor has it that WWE may be getting Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano back together. I'd love to see those two teams feud over the tag team championships, man. Oh, my goodness. The Usos will be without the tag team championships. And what do you think Roman Reigns is going to do? He's going to blame the Usos. He's going to blame the Usos. Now, I don't know where it goes, how long it goes. I don't know if they end up turning on Roman or if Roman turns on them. I, I don't know where, where it's going to go. That's the beauty of the storyline. It's... So multi-directional that you don't know where it's going to (laughs) go. Is WrestleMania going to be the end of the bloodline completely? Meaning no more championships draped over the shoulders of the bloodline. Usos are going to lose the tag team titles. Roman Reigns potentially could lose the undisputed WWE Universal Championship tomorrow to Cody Rhodes. I don't think that's the right move. It's a very controversial take nowadays. Got the Cody, uh, the Cody stands after me every time I mention something about Roman retaining. For the first time in my career, I got the Roman fans agreeing with me. Is tomorrow night the end of the bloodline or the beginnings of the end of the bloodline? Is WrestleMania the end of the bloodline as we see it now? I don't know. Can you see the Usos losing and then Roman losing? If the Usos lose, do you see Roman retaining? These are questions that I have. This is why this match on Sunday night with Cody and Roman is so important. It is so unpredictable. You don't know which way WWE is going to go. And I said it on Friday last week when I talked about Cody and everything that he's done so far. I said it on Monday as well. If Cody wins the world championships, I will be okay with it. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be volatile. I'm not going to be upset in any way, shape, or form, I will understand why they did it. This is not something that's going to be, oh my God, J.D.'s going to rage at Cody Rhodes winning the World Show. I'm a huge Cody mark. All I've been saying, all I've been saying for weeks is I don't think Cody has struggled enough. And I'm not the only one that thinks that. Cody's road... Cody's road to WrestleMania has been very easy. He hasn't struggled. He hasn't suffered any adversity. He won the Royal Rumble. He's beaten solo. He hasn't had any any faults or any potholes in front of him. There's no bumpiness on this road. He wasn't attacked. He didn't have to overcome adversity. He wasn't beaten down. He wasn't given a mountain to climb. Nothing. Nothing. Cody's road has been the easiest, I think, in modern WWE history, especially against somebody like Roman Reigns. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Do you understand why I feel 944 days as champion should not be given up so easily? There's got to be something. There's got to be something In the way of adversity for Cody Rhodes. Does that adversity show up at the end of the match? Is the adversity that I'm talking about present itself in a way in the main event that helps Roman Reigns retain the titles? Royal Rumble, people will cite the Royal Rumble, but I could sit here and give you every fucking reason why Roman Reigns... Should retain the title, and that's not a good reason. Cody won the Royal Rumble. He came out at number 30. Easy. Handed to him on a silver platter. WWE made the excuse that, oh, he wasn't cleared before the Royal Rumble. Three weeks they announced him before the Royal Rumble. He wasn't cleared then. They cleared him the day of. Bullshit. I don't believe that for a second. WWE doctors wouldn't have cleared Cody Rhodes that soon, or that uh, that late, rather, before the Royal Rumble. Came out at number 30. Says he eliminated 29 other guys. He's 28. One of them never showed up. Then he's in there with six guys remaining as he comes out of number 30. Struggled a little bit against Guther, but not really all that much. Wins the Royal Rumble. Doesn't really do much on the road to WrestleMania. Back and forth with Paul Heyman. Couple of matches with, you know, Whomever the Miz and whoever else he wrestled on Monday Night Raw. Match against Solo. What has he done? What has he done? He hasn't done anything. People will cite, oh, Royal Rumble. People will cite, oh, Helena Selly wrestled with a torn pack. He was out for seven months. Oh, Stardust. Oh, dashing Cody Rhodes. This is not adversity in 2023 on the road to WrestleMania. You're talking about the Cody that existed before AEW was even a thought. That Cody wasn't ready. The Cody that we got came from AEW, and he made himself ready by what he did over the last seven years. That Cody struggled. The Cody that walked into WWE hasn't really struggled at all. Like I said, no adversity, nothing. Is that enough to put in the ring against Roman Reigns and have him beat Roman Reigns? Oh, but JT, WWE needs a world championship on Monday Night Raw. I'm not taking the world titles off of somebody that you're uttering in the same breath As Bruno Sammartino, he's nearing Hulk Hogan-level title numbers now. Records that have lasted the fucking annals of time. You don't think WWE wants Roman, a modern-day superstar, to be in the discussion of possibly the greatest ever? You know, WWE is sinking their fucking teeth into that. They're drooling at the mouth, foaming at the mouth over something like that. They'd love to put Roman Reigns in the record books as number two underneath Bruno. Now, I'm not saying that it should go that far. I'm not saying you should hold the title like Bob Backlund did for eight years. But I mean, holy shit, man. I think we, I think maybe we should treat the fucking title reign that he's had with a little bit more respect. Well, because Cody's the hot fucking topic right now, and Cody's hot amongst the fans, doesn't mean we need to give Cody the titles because there's nothing that's been done to justify it. Name me one thing on the road to WrestleMania without mentioning the obvious excuses as to why Cody Rhodes should win the world championships. You're not allowed to use Monday Night Raw needs a world championship. You're not allowed to mention Dusty. You're not allowed to mention, oh, we won the Royal Rumble because clearly Rhea Ripley won the Royal Rumble and she's not even main eventing WrestleMania. So that's not really a valid excuse anymore. What has Cody done? Nothing. And this is coming from a Cody mark. But before anybody wants to clip me and say that I'm negative or I hate WWE or I'm not going to enjoy WrestleMania or or, or, or something's living rent free in my head. If Cody wins the title, clip this. If Cody wins the title, I'll be fucking happy for Cody. Because we're moving on. We're moving into new uncharted territory. A title that he's aspired to hold, I'd be happy for him. Plus the unpredictability of where WWE is going to go next. Plus the bloodline, there is a positive to Cody winning the championship. The bloodline, they don't need the titles to continue their story because the story obviously was planted here with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. The story is Jey Uso and his mind playing tricks on him. Sami is casting that doubt, planting those seeds of doubt. In his head, is Roman really using us? Does Roman really love us and care about us? Are we really the backbone of the bloodline and he's been bullying us for the last three years? Does he appreciate what we've done? We've made him look good. Has he treated us the same way back? I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. This was a tremendous segment. Cody fan, you are J.D., but you're a realist first, says Jen in the chat. There you go. If I'm not being honest with you guys, what am I doing here? Why am I even here? Excellent segment between these four guys. It's the one match I'm looking forward to most on Saturday night and Sunday night. Montez Ford, Eric of the Viking Raiders, Ricochet, and Chad Gable. This was a WrestleMania showcase singles preview match. So they basically gave half of this match away that we're getting at WrestleMania. This was actually very fun. They went nine minutes. They didn't go too long. They didn't give you too much. They didn't really go out there and blow you away with what I know Ricochet is going to do at WrestleMania or Chad Gable or Amontes Ford. I mean, they're saving their best shit for the pay-per-view. And you know that. So there's no... Normally, normally I'd say, ah, this is a Vince McMahon thing. He booked some of a match that we're seeing on the pay-per-view on SmackDown, but you can get away with this because these guys are great. And it really doesn't matter. Plus, I don't think Montez and Ricochet really even gave you a tenth of what they're going to do. So it was fast-paced. There was a ton of action. It was just as fun as what we saw on Monday with that uh, match that we saw on Monday, that eight-man tag, awesome stuff. So they all paired off at the bell, trading shots. Ford and Ricochet sent Gable and Eric to ringside. They bumped into each other. They squared off. They went back and forth, came to a standstill, and Ford started dancing. Gable jumped in the ring and started dancing until Ford and Ricochet hit a double dropkick. They sent Eric to the floor. This allowed Ricochet to dance, and Eric and Gable caught Ford and Ricochet when they both went for a plancha. Eric hit a power slam on Ford as Gable gave Ricochet a suplex. They're back in the ring now. Ricochet briefly gained control of the match. Valhalla, Sarah Logan on the outside, caused the distraction. This allowed Eric to take over. Gable Blunt at Eric with a clothesline as they went to a commercial break. We're back from break. Eric hit a superplex off the top rope. Montez Ford then fired up. He ran wild. Ricochet took care of him. Gable came out of nowhere and hit a rolling German... For a very close two count, Ford hit a huge dive, wiping out everybody on the outside. And then Montez Ford hit the big frog splash on Gable, but bounced off. That allowed Ricochet to hit a shooting star press on Gable. So Gable got the double whammy there. One, two, three. And Ricochet and Braun Strowman looking like the odds on favorites going into WrestleMania for this showcase match. I believe, I believe the winners of this will get a tag team title match. Uh, whenever WWE decides to give it against whomever walks out the champions, more than likely Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will be the new tag team champions. At that point, I would think a heel team would win. Ricochet and Braun Strowman are, uh, definitely a team that are exciting, but they've had opportunity after opportunity and they don't really need to lose again together. Otherwise it just shows that the team really isn't working if they can't win the big one together. Uh, the Street Profits, obviously, they've been there, and done that, don't really care about seeing that match because the Street Profits have been tag team champions everywhere they went. Even though it would probably be a great match, I, I don't really think that putting the Street Profits in the tag team title match that they're not going to win uh, is the best move for them. Gable and Otis would be great against Owens and, and Sami Zayn. I think that would be a fun match. Maybe we could use that match to kind of facilitate the breakup of Otis and Gable because that's where it's going with Otis and the... Maximum male models, or Ivar and Eric, the Viking Raiders. I mean, I could see either one of those two teams being put in a tag team title match with KO and Sammy after WrestleMania, and an innocent loss for either one of those teams is not gonna really do much of anything. It would be two decent heel tag teams going up against a hot babyface team and them getting the victory. Two easy teams for Sammy and KO to win against. So we'll see what happens. But this was a fun 10-minute affair here on SmackDown. And the showcase match, I said this on SmackDown, the showcase match, the tag team showcase match with the men has the opportunity, if WWE allows them to go out there and fucking tear the house down, this has the opportunity to be one of the best matches of the entire weekend. It could legitimately steal the show if they allow Ricochet and Montez to do whatever the fuck they need to do out there. Should be fun. Roman Reigns, he met up with the Usos, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman in the back sits in the locker room And he was not very happy about what happened out there with Sami Zayn and K.O. We got a video package hyping up Charlotte and Bianca Belair. Don't really care. Or or not Charlotte and Bianca Belair. Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Bianca and Asuka. That was on Monday. We got a nice video package between uh, those two individually. We got Asuka highlighting some of her NXT highlights and... Some of her NXT run, Bianca Belair. There was a nice little video package for her. Tonight, we got the Charlotte and Rhea Ripley uh, video package for their WrestleMania match. Main event, it is not. Charlotte will once again be disappointed. I love it. I love it when Charlotte ends up disappointed, man. They're all right to be in the middle of the card, but they're not good enough to be main event of night one. They showed the great Muta's locker room. His name was on the locker room door. Very nice, very fancy. A producer came out and his face was covered in green mist. So the great mood, didn't want to be bothered and he sprayed mist at this poor schmuck and he ran out of the locker room blind as a fucking bat. Awesome. Most of the people walking around in the, in the locker room are blind as a fucking bat. Maybe Vince is around and nobody sees him. I don't know. People are very angry at me that I'm pushing the Vince narrative. Come on, people. Don't be mad at me. I'm only telling the truth. You'll see. You'll see. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. This was actually one of the better Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royals. I thought this was pretty fucking fun for the 15 minutes that we got. Now, Bobby Lashley is in this thing. And right now, Bobby Lashley doesn't have a WrestleMania match. And I don't know why that is. Bobby Lashley is not on the WrestleMania card. MVP has been very vocal about this, as MVP and Bobby Lashley are very good friends outside of WWE. And MVP said it's an absolute travesty that Bobby Lashley does not have a match at WrestleMania. So he talks about this and he was interviewed by WrestlingNews.co on why Bobby Lashley and it being an absolute travesty that he doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. He says, and I quote, it's an absolute travesty that a two-time WWE champion and athletic specimen the likes of Bobby Lashley does not have a WrestleMania match. Now, he would have had a WrestleMania match if Bray Wyatt didn't come down with an illness. We don't know what happened to Bray Wyatt, I'm assuming it's uh, from what I was told, and I believe it 100% that he had a COVID-related illness or uh, setback. I also believe that, you know, and, and this is what they're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you the illness thing because it's uh, it goes against like HIPAA laws or something like that. And, and then they're not going to tell you about the creative side of things, but there's no way that that man is creatively satisfied. They got rid of some of the, the specific writers that they brought in to work only with him, Vince being back and have some sort of and having some sort of pull or saying creative, obviously that's not going to sit well with him because that's what went wrong with his first run in the WWE. Bobby Lashley doesn't have a match at WrestleMania and it's inexcusable. However, you know who does have a match at WrestleMania? Omos. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Before Bobby Lashley and I ignited his career, It was floundering. Then with me, he became a two-time WWE champion, and then he decided that he didn't need me anymore. He got a big head. He kicked me to the curb, but somehow I was made the asshole in this whole situation. Bobby then left me. I didn't leave Bobby. So I've made several overtures to Bobby, Shelton, and Cedric to come back on board. And Bobby, you have my number. Let's do business. Another reason why Vince McMahon is back because we saw the Hurt Business getting back together and MVP Making that happen on TV, all of a sudden, poof, gone. Vince didn't want the Hurt Business. Vince broke up the Hurt Business. Triple H wanted to get them back together, and we started to see that, and then all of a sudden, it went away. Why isn't that continuing? Now, it could continue after WrestleMania, but we haven't seen it in weeks on Raw. Why? Did Triple H just drop the ball? Are are those part of the rewrites that have been happening over the last few weeks? That is not a normal thing for the Triple H administration? I don't know. Only time will tell. So the Soldier of the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. There were a couple of notable names in this thing. And we had the likes of Lashley, L.A. Knight, Xavier Woods... Baron Corbin, Karrion Cross, Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano, Matt Moss, who won it last year, Elias, Rick Boogs, Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler, Butch, Rich Holland, Dexter Loomis, Santos Escobar, Ashante The Adonis, Top dollar. you know them as Shiro Jesse, why is there an echo in this new establishment, bro? I, I don't understand it. Do it again. Try it now, he says. Okay. she I don't know what to tell you, man. I think you're fucking trolling me, bro. I think you're trolling me. I don't know. Rich Holland, I mentioned Ridge. Ashanti Adonis, Top Flopper, Bottom Dollar, Dollar Tree. Uh, Those those are one guy. That's one guy, by the way. It's not three guys. Uh, Humberto. My guy Humberto, man. How you doing, Humberto? Angel Garza. We love Angel Garza. Cedric Alexander, Shelton, Benjamin, Otis, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. Massey and Mansoir of the Maximum Male Models. Joaquin Wild, Angela Dawkins, and Cruz Del Toro. Like I said, man, this was uh, this was basically, you know, nothing up until about the final seven or eight guys, because that's when the actual talent in there that we cared about started to show uh, their their strengths. This was actually one of the more fun Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royals in the last couple of years. Everyone, you know, they they, they did their thing. Everybody had a part. You know, the fans gave uh, a great reaction to the closing sequence down the stretch for the last five minutes or so. There was a couple of different stories that were told in there with uh, a couple of different guys. You got Elias and Rick Boogs. You had uh, Dexter Loomis in there kind of being creepy. Nobody really wanted to touch him. Baron Corbin and whatever the fuck is going on with him. He was eliminated in seconds right at the top, man. He was gone instantly. So I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, Bronson Reed, the newcomer, he was dominant. Bobby Lashley, obviously not having a WrestleMania match, so he was the kind of odds-on favorite here, the sentimental favorite. L.A. Night was completely over, mega over, was L.A. Night in Los Angeles. Uh, we got, um, obviously, Marseille and Mansoir in there with Otis. They were doing their Maximum Male Models thing, so we got a couple of different things in there. Johnny Gargano and, and Rich Holland... Uh, I believe. Oh, no, it was Butch. Johnny Gargano and Butch, they were going at it, man. That's something I'd like to see somewhere down the line when Butch actually changes his name back to Pete Dunn. But Loomis and Gargano, they had a little uh, little tandem team going on there. This was fun. This was fun. Corbin was eliminated within seconds. Cole picked on top dollar, and Wade Barrett asked him, Cole, who do you find to be the odds-on favorite to win this thing? He said, top dollar. And why is that? Because he can't go over the top rope. Michael Cole is savage, bro. Michael Cole is still selling that fucking goddamn dive, that botch by Bottom Dollar. He ain't letting that shit go, man. Every time he sees Top Dollar, he's going to mention that shit live on air. I love it. Michael Cole is fucking great. He's become very, very good over the last few years, man. So, Lashley dumped out Hit Row. Goodbye. 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 Loomis and Gargano, they worked together to eliminate the maximum male models. Otis, he looked good in there. Threw out Gallows. Boogs, elim- uh, Boogs and Elias eliminated Otis. Uh, so uh, that was pretty cool. I mean, Otis is a big guy. So uh, Boogs being a part of Otis's elimination certainly made sense. Because Boogs is built like fucking seven brick houses. Los Lothorios. They took advantage and threw out Elias. Boogs then got angry and tossed out Garza and Carillo. So he eliminated both of the Lethal Lovers. Uh, Madcap, he threw out Loomis as Cross eliminated Woods. Ali and Ziggler Ziggler fought on the apron night, L.A. night, that is. Yeah! Took advantage and knocked Ali off the apron. He got a odds-on favorite welcome. He was the crowd favorite for sure. Cross put the Cross jacket on L.A. night. People started booing. Lashley and Cross then squared off. That's something I'd like to see down the line, man. That could be a a big man match. Reed and Strowman went face-to-face. So we got some of the beefy guys in there going head-to-head, man. Lashley interrupted. He threw out Ziggler. Reed, Lashley, and Strowman all started brawling in the middle of the ring. Gargano and Butch, they fought in the middle of the ring. Uh, Gargano nailed Butch with a beautiful DDT, spiked him right on top of his head. Everybody started hitting big moves. This led to Lashley dumping out Gargano. Uh, Reed dumped out Butch. He landed on the apron. Reed then threw out Holland. Reed pushed Butch off the apron to eliminate him. Holland caught him, but then Butch was put back on the apron. Reed eventually threw out Butch, and that was uh, to no avail there by the, uh, the brawling brutes. So it's down to now L.A. Knight, Bronson Reed... And Lashley with Strowman. So we got four guys and L.A. Knight. Uh, three guys, three beasts and L.A. Knight. One of them being L.A. Knight. Fans were going crazy for L.A. Knight. Reed threw out Knight to a huge chorus of booze. The fans chanted for Knight as he walked off. Strowman then slammed Lashley, but Reed took advantage and eliminated Strowman. The final two were Lashley and Reed. Reed went for a splash. Lashley moved. Reed recovered to try and throw out Lashley, but he held on. Lashley fought back and threw out Reed for the win. And Bobby Lashley wins the Andre the Giant Memorial. I I don't, I don't believe it, man. I, I really don't believe. It. Another round of applause. It's, it's, unbe- it's unbelievable, man. It really, it really is unbelievable. Honestly. I tell you guys man you know oh sequi this guy owns the fucking bar man he, he he really he really does he really he really owns this joint i I just work here I just work here man unbelievable support man this is this is the level of support that you guys have given me for And and, and sometimes I'm just left speechless. Sometimes I'm just left speechless with all of it, man. You guys give me this this level of support that, to me, I go to bed at night and I'm thinking, how fucking lucky am I, man? I got the best fucking fans in the world. Osuquit with a $500 Super Chat donation. Daryl with a $500 Super Chat donation earlier in the night. You guys are fucking incredible, man. I can't thank you enough, man. Uh, Also, I wish I was out on the West Coast, man. I said this on Twitter. I wish I was out on the West Coast, man. Me and the crew would be taking you out, man. Drinks and fucking the finest steaks that the West Coast can serve up, man. Unbelievable. You guys are fucking incredible. We're going to continue on with the rest of the show, man. I just wanted to show my appreciation. You guys can have anything off this menu here, man. I mean, order yourself whatever the fuck you want, man. All night on me. All night on me. We're going to talk about the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Roll. Wrap that up. We're going to get into the Cody and Roman face-to-face at the end of the show. And we'll give our quick rundown of the WrestleMania predictions right here on Off the Script, man. Take it easy. Pull up a chair or a beverage. And let's continue the show. It's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. You guys are uh, you guys are fucking crazy, bro. Thank you, Osaque. I love you, buddy. Always, always, always. Hope you and the family are very, very good. And I hope you enjoy WrestleMania if you're going to be tuning in, man. You too, Daryl. Thank you so much, man. Hope the family's doing well. Thank you guys for the uh, overwhelming love and support tonight. Always leaving me speechless, those two guys. Bobby Lashley. How was the microphone, by the way, on that little uh, go around? How was the microphone there? Did it clip? Let me know, man. I got this, uh, this, what is this? This DJI wireless microphone, little contraption that I got specifically for this. Let me know if the, uh, the microphone was clipping or not. It's got to be up, low, low, down, up, left, right. Let me know. <clears throat> anyway. Bobby Lashley told you we were gonna do a whole brand new live experience man we're taking the fucking live stream game to the next level man um it didn't clip good thank you Patrick Palmer I appreciate you man um Bobby Lashley he won this obviously he won this because of WWE's uh situation with it did get a little quiet I gotta I don't know man I gotta I gotta raise the volume on it then I don't know Maybe I just don't need to talk too loud into it. That's the fucking thing. I don't know. Bobby Lashley, man. The reason why Bobby Lashley won this thing is because he was the sentimental guy going into this thing. WWE felt bad for him. You know, and this, I genuinely believe that Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt was a Vince McMahon creative move. And I'm going to stick to that. That's the hill I'm going to die on. That is the hill I'm going to die on. I don't care. Oh, J.D. Vince didn't book anything at WrestleMania. Yes, he did. He booked Lashley and Wyatt. He booked Omos and Brock Lesnar. No doubt about it. Those are not Triple H matches. That's not where Bray Wyatt wanted to go at WrestleMania. We were told Bray Wyatt was going to wrap up his storyline and we're going to have a major conclusion to to the old saga of Bray Wyatt. Bobby Lashley got fucked. He got the battle royal win tonight. What that means, I don't know. Is he going to have a WrestleMania match? Are they going to leave him off? What, what what about LA Knight? There's so many questions that I have coming out of this Battle Royal, man. What's going to happen with LA Knight? What's going to happen with LA... Is LA Knight going to have a match at WrestleMania? He needs to be there tomorrow. He absolutely needs to be there tomorrow. Bobby Lashley not going to have a match? I mean, this is the guy that carried the WWE, the Hurt Business. You know, I know you guys watch the pandemic shows. We, we live through fucking, the Hurt Business, the majority of the Hurt Business, running WWE in an empty gymnasium. Bobby Lashley, get this, get this. Bobby Lashley, whatever MVP said, that it's a, it's inexcusable that Bobby Lashley doesn't have a WrestleMania match. It's 100% factual. Bobby Lashley, I'm not the biggest Bobby Lashley guy. I find him to be boring. But I don't take anything away from what he did, man. Bobby Lashley... And the Hurt Business led the WWE with Sasha Banks and Bayley through the entire pandemic era as WWE was holding their shows in a fucking gymnasium. That's where they were. Bobby Lashley was a part of that. He led that WWE era. Drew McIntyre led that era. This is how they repay him, by giving him a fucking battle royal. It's kind of fucked up, man. Bobby Lashley absolutely deserves better at WrestleMania. What do we do with him? He didn't deserve Bray Wyatt in the beginning of this. This is why I thought it was going to be Lashley and Lesnar. And now we're looking at a match at WrestleMania that doesn't exist. Bobby Lashley doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. Sucks. I feel bad for him. That's why they gave him this. I wanted Braun Strowman to win, to be honest with you. I wanted, I wanted not Braun Strowman. I wanted uh, Bronson Reed. Strowman did not look bad in there. He did not. I wanted Bronson Reed to win this thing. When it came down to the big guys at the end, I'm like, Bronson Reed's got to win this. And you see how Bronson Reed has been booked by Triple H, man. Bronson Reed is being meticulously handled by Triple H, man. The little things that Triple H has done to get Bronson Reed to look good on television, man. He looked like a stud in there. And that's going to continue, man. Pay attention to Bronson Reed after WrestleMania, man. He's going to be one of those guys like Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa coming back, Kevin Owens, right? Kevin Owens is already getting his, uh, his moment at WrestleMania, but guys like that, that haven't really made an impact yet. Bronson Reed's going to LA Knight. Bronson Reed's going to be one of those guys that's going to have a major post-Mania watch. Triple H loves him. And Triple H honestly feels bad. I, I g- would guarantee that Triple H feels bad about what happened. He was given the star treatment in NXT, and then he got fired. Vince and Bruce fired him. So we'll see. I think Bobby Lashley, you know, he deserves a match at WrestleMania, and those guys that I just mentioned, names to keep out for, keep an eye on, on WWE television after WrestleMania. We may get an open challenge at WrestleMania, man. We don't know. We don't know. Who's going to answer that open challenge? It may, it may be LA Knight for all we know. But Bobby Lashley wins this. Sentimental favor by WWE management. And that's what happened there. Fatal 4-Way. We got Raquel Rodriguez. Shayna Baszler. Natalia. Uh, by, by the way, Shayna Baszler is out there with uh, you-know-who. Ronda Dre- yeah. <laughs> Rhonda out there with Shayna, Natalia with Shotzi, and Sony DeVille with Chelsea Green. Uh, everybody's tag team partners out there. I mean, this was. Who gives a fuck? I mean, who gives a shit about this? We got the Tejana bomb with Rodriguez hitting it on DeVille for the one, two, three. Goodbye. Bathroom break, if I ever needed one at WrestleMania, it doesn't matter. Moving on. I'm not talking about the ladies, man. They are absolutely inconsequential and fucking irrelevant to me in every way on SmackDown. Moving on. Heyman was chatting with Reigns backstage. He was listening. Then we go into the back and shift gears to Rey Mysterio. Backstage, Legato del Fantasma shattered up with Rey Mysterio backstage. Santos said, as a father, it breaks his heart to see what's been going on with Dominic. Rey says he'll teach him a lesson he'll never forget. Santos says, they've got Rey's back if Judgment Day plans the numbers game again. Rey said, if they do that, it'll be done in style. So Rey handed everybody some black t-shirts. And Rey then turned the t-shirt around. And it revealed the LWO logo. We now have the rebirth of the Latino world order on WWE television. Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, Cruz del Toro, and Joaquin Wilde. Legado del Fantasma has now merged into a faction with Rey Mysterio And they're giving us the Latino world order once again on WWE television. More than likely a Triple H idea, I would say. Legato, you know, I like this idea because Legato wasn't going to get over with what they were doing right now on television with that name and that NXT presentation. this, This is being done. This is being done to give them a little bit more of a shine. This is being done to give them a little bit more relevancy. This is being done to get them over because the fans know the LWO. They know about what the LWO was. And when they apply that to now this current version, they're going to pay a little bit more attention to what they're doing because everybody knows what it is. So if you're a fan of the old LWO, if you're a fan of what Eddie did, right, you're going to love what Rey Mysterio does with Santos Escobar and the rest of Legado del Fantasma. It gives them more of a relevancy on WWE television to the casual audience. This is a fantastic fucking move. A fantastic move. I have absolutely no problem with them kind of shining it up and giving it some new new life on WWE television. Brilliant. Brilliant. First of all, the 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 camaraderie and and the tag team here, the the little faction between Santos and Rey Mysterio is brilliant in itself because everybody loves Rey. Everybody loves Rey. And and then you get Santos to rub off on that. You get Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde to to rub off on that. They're going to be over by association because they're aligned with Rey Mysterio. Then they're feuding with Dominic, who's got some great heel heat going for himself, going into a feud with Judgment Day. It's going to be awesome So this is not over at WrestleMania. This is not over yet. This is going to be very, very good. This is going to be the next big faction warfare on WWE television. Then you always have in the back of your mind, when Santos is over enough as a babyface after his alignment with Rey Mysterio, when that day comes, when they want to turn Santos back into a heel, the way he was brought up from the NXT brand to the main roster, nobody really knew who he was. He was a great heel down there. He was a great faction down there. Everybody loved them down there. But that's down there. They didn't know them on the main roster. So when Santos turns on Ray, Santos is going to be mega over as a heel. He's going to have fucking volcanic levels of heel heat. This is fucking great. I love it. Love, love, love this. LWO is back on WWE TV. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, they went to team up and the good old... Can they coexist? Storyline on WWE television. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre versus Imperium. Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser. Michael Cole calls him Ludwig. Is it Ludwig, Ludwig? I don't know. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Decent little tag team match here. They went 18 minutes. I mean, when I say Imperium are the most underrated tag team in the entire company, man. This, I told you this when they were in NXT, man. What did I tell you guys if you remember? Does anybody remember what I said about Imperium down on NXT? They are the modern day version of what Sheamus and Claudio were, Cesaro, when they were the bar. I love them. I love them. They are awesome. We don't set the bar. We are the bar. It's exactly what Imperium reminds me of. Fucking great tag team. Hopefully they get their shine too because right now they're nothing more than they're nothing more than lackeys for Gunther. They get thrown out there. They have great matches and they lose. They lose. Great tag team match here. Really set the tone for uh, the jealousy here of Sheamus on Gunther or or on Sheamus and McIntyre and vice versa here. Gunther was watching from the back. Imperium had the early advantage. They backed McIntyre into the ropes. Sheamus tagged himself in. He ran wild on Kaiser after a uh, beatdown by the heels. Ten beats. Sheamus set up a broke kick. McIntyre tagged himself into the ring. Had a little bit of an argument back and forth. Imperium jumped both McIntyre and Sheamus. McIntyre and Sheamus obviously recovered. They cleared the ring, wiped the floor with Imperium. Imperium was back in control. Sheamus was being beaten down. They got some heel heat on Sheamus. He fought back with a big Irish curse backbreaker. McIntyre got the hot tag. He ran wild. He hit the neckbreaker and set up for the Claymore. Sheamus tagged himself into the match. Now, like McIntyre did earlier, Vinci knocked Sheamus into McIntyre. Imperium was briefly in control, but Sheamus recovered. Sheamus did the bro kick on Giovanni Vinci for the win. Kaiser tried to break it up, but McIntyre took him out with the claymore. So this is, you know, they're obviously angry at each other. Sheamus is angry at McIntyre for kind of impeding on his business, intruding on his business. I want the IC title. How dare you do that? You know I want that title. How dare you be here? Now you want the title. Obviously, McIntyre says, well, you couldn't beat Gunther two times in a row. Now it's my opportunity. Fine. But they're still friends because after the bro kick, Kaiser tried to break it up. McIntyre was looking to uh, save Sheamus. So clearly they care about each other. And this is going to be a colossal warfare, man. This match is going to be fucking incredible. You know, there are, you know, you, look at WrestleMania's card, man. You got, you got this match, the Intercontinental Championship that could steal the show easily. I mean, if it's anything like, I mean, look at the last match that they had on SmackDown. Look at the match of Clash of the Castle. One of the best IC title matches of the modern era. Now, throw Drew McIntyre into that mix, what do you got? How could it be worse? And it's at WrestleMania. And you know Triple H is going to have that IC title fucking shining bright at WrestleMania. This match may steal the entire weekend. That's a five-star match waiting to happen. Classic. Then you got Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. Another match that could steal the show. Kevin Owens and Usos. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos could steal the show. Roman Reigns and Cody could steal the show. How many matches of the year candidate WWE has on one WrestleMania? Fucking great. Even the tag team Fatal 4-Way Showcase men's tag team match could steal the fucking show. John Cena versus Austin Theory. Could be a great match. Some great shit on this WrestleMania, man. This may be the best WrestleMania card in years. This is easily the best WrestleMania card on paper. I I, I think it's going to deliver. This may be the best WrestleMania since WrestleMania 30. Love it. Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. We have the final showdown. All roads lead to Roman. It's the final segment of the night. Cody made his entrance. What do you want to talk about? Cody seems to think that's getting over with the fans, man. I kind of I, I find it to be a little cringe when he says it. What do you want to talk about? Cody made his ring entrance. He gets on the microphone, obviously. What do you want to talk about? Then he says, obviously, he returns home with his tail between his legs after things didn't work out. Two decades later, he's in Hollywood again looking to live that dream. Talked about being in the best shape of his life, and now he's trying to be sure his diet and his mind is right for the weekend. He thanked the fans for letting him be himself. Says he's trying to be poised and controlled. He says that he can be a sign something is broken inside. He said that the only medicine for him is to beat Roman Reigns on Sunday. So the last time they stood face to face, he laid the title belts in front of him and said he couldn't be the guy in his own company. Cody said that's rich coming from Roman because it took Roman eight. This was this was this. This next line was something that should have been said weeks ago. They're just mentioning it now. The night before WrestleMania, which blew my mind. I've been asking for this one line. I've been asking for half of these fucking lines that they delivered in the last two weeks, weeks ago. Cody said, yeah, yeah, you told me that I couldn't get over in the other company, right? And that's why I'm here. But Cody said, yeah, that's rich coming from Roman because it took Roman 11 years to get over. And after all that, the payoff only came in year eight. WWE dropped multi-millions, Cody said, into Roman. An, an 11-year investment, multi, multi, multi-millions into Roman Reigns. And WWE only started to see the payoff in year eight. Basically calling Roman a failure, which he was. The, one of the worst baby faces ever. I, I mean, they could not force Roman any more down your throat. Every twist and turn, it was fucking awful. They even exposed the guy's leukemia to try and get him over. This should have been said weeks ago. This should have been one of the first things that Cody said to Roman when they were standing face-to-face, and it got said on the night before WrestleMania. I don't get it. Oh, it's all good. I thought we were shooting here, cowboy, he says. So Roman also said everybody thinks they're guy or everybody thinks that they're the guy until they meet the guy. Cody said, so allow me to introduce myself, Mr. Roman Reigns. He says he's not just Dusty's son. He's not dashing, but he's Roman's successor and the next head of the table and the next undisputed WWE universal champion. He said on Sunday at WrestleMania, he'll finish the story and then that's when Roman comes out. Roman's entrance Took uh, several minutes, and he's out there, gets on the microphone, he's in the ring, he doesn't even look at Cody, he says, Los Angeles. And then he stopped and told Paul Heyman, because he usually says, acknowledge me, after the city. He looks at Paul Heyman, he says, you know what, wise man, I don't even care about any of these people. He then turned to Cody and leaned in to Cody, he says, you see, it's not their turn, it's your turn now. So he looks at Cody. He says, Cody Rhodes, acknowledge me. He dropped the mic. He held up the title belt. And he convenient. I don't know if you guys paid attention to this. Heyman was holding the universal title. He held up. And, and, and this, this kind of marked, uh, this kind of popped me. I marked out a little bit for this. Roman intentionally held up the WWE title in front of Cody's face. Not the universal title, not both titles. But the WWE heavyweight title, he held up right in Cody's face. There was nothing else to be said. Roman had nothing else to say. He ex-Cody, Cole did. As they signed off, will Cody finish his story or will Reigns continue his dream? Cody has done a good job in these promos. I wish they really got everything out that they needed to say a little bit early. I don't know why they waited until the the last fucking possible minute to talk about Roman being a failure in most of his WWE run. You know, you could talk about the accolades and the championships and the shield and all this other shit. Roman was a failed experiment that WWE did not want to admit was a failure. Cody admitted that tonight. After all these weeks, we finally got that said on the go-home show right before night one of WrestleMania. We got 2,400 people in here. I thank you guys. Hopefully you are enjoying my beautiful mother's basement. Taking the uh, age-old fucking criticism and the age-old troll comment, and we made it into a fucking design, man. Now you guys can uh, legitimately say, yeah, I I sit in my mother's basement. Um, For everybody that's now just joining me, it's always a hot-button topic. It's always a hot-button topic. Is Roman Reigns gonna drop the titles at WrestleMania? Does Cody win the titles at WrestleMania? I'm gonna say this again to everybody. If you're just joining me now, coming out from the Hall of Fame. If Cody wins the championships, I am going to be okay with it. I am fine with it. I have no ill will towards Cody. I'm a Cody Mark. I love Cody. I- I've watched him from early WWE through the indies. I called his mat. He was in House of Glory. I, I loved that version of Cody. I had the opportunity to call a Cody Rhodes world title match inside a House of Glory ring. Something I'll never forget, man. I was fucking stoked. Joins AEW. I loved his work in AEW. I, was, I didn't want to see him leave AEW. Cody Rhodes and AEW management handcuffed the fuck out of him with that stupid stipulation that he couldn't challenge for the world championship anymore. Then he goes on several interviews, and one of the clips that came out today, one of the quotes that came out today is that he didn't want to be a coach anymore. He wanted to be a player on the field. He felt like he was a coach in AEW more than he was a player on the field. He was spinning his wheels in AEW. Tony Khan didn't want to lose Cody Rhodes ever, but Cody needed to do this for himself. This was the only opportunity he had. This is it, fam. This is why he came. This This moment, this match, this night, does he get the job done? He eventually gets the job done. If he wins on Sunday, we party. If Roman Reigns wins on Sunday, we party. I'm okay with either one of them winning. I can see the pros and the cons to either one of them winning. I can. That's what you guys don't understand. The only gripe I've ever had with Cody Rhodes, on the road to WrestleMania, and I'm talking about January until now, March 31, now April 1, the only problem I have, and I mentioned this earlier, is that Cody has had it too easy. Cody has not struggled at all on the road to WrestleMania. And you cannot refute that. You cannot use the excuse of hell in a cell and him tearing a peck. You cannot use the excuse of, oh, he won the Royal Rumble and he lasted through 29 guys. He didn't. First of all, one of those guys didn't even come out. 28 guys, he didn't. He went in there and he was amongst six men left. Then he went an extra 10 with Gunther at the end who lasted an hour. He's done nothing on the road to WrestleMania outside of a couple matches, a couple of promos, some with Paul Heyman, some without Paul Heyman, some with Roman. You can't use the excuse of, oh, WWE needs the title back on Monday Night Raw. You can't use these excuses To put the title on Cody. Always hot. You got to strike while the iron is hot. Cody has not had any adversity from January to April. This is Roman Reigns we're talking about. This is not Drew McIntyre. This is not Bobby Lashley. This is not some fucking rinky-ding champion that's been champion for six months. We're not crowning a new champion off of somebody who is middle of the road. And not important. Roman Reigns is the greatest final boss in the history of the company. Roman Reigns is going to be a legendary fucking world champion by the end of his title run. This is going to be one of the most memorable title runs in the history of this entire company. I don't think what Cody Rhodes has done from January to February is enough for me to sit there and think, yeah, let's crown him world champion because Roman is boring. The bloodline is boring. Roman needs to drop the titles. We need this on Monday. We need fresh matchups. We need this and that. Do you hear the reaction that Roman gets when he comes out? That's not a reaction of people who want to see him go away. Roman is still the guy. Roman is going to be around for a very long time. Part-time or not, he's still going to be around. Has Cody done enough? No. He hasn't had any adversity. He hasn't struggled. The bloodline hasn't laid a fucking hand on him. He hasn't been beaten down. There's no mountain for him to climb. Legitimately, Cody... Just picture this. Cody's climbing a mountain. You'd think that there's some perilous fucking venture up the mountain, right? This man basically fucking sped up the mountain with no struggle at all. He didn't slip. He didn't fucking lose a grip. Nothing. Cody has not struggled. I don't think that's fair to Roman. Roman. Everybody else before Cody has struggled against Roman. And now the one guy that you want because Roman is boring and we have all these excuses. Cody's hot. Cody's the guy. You're going to strike now. This is the guy you want to crown now. And if Roman wins on Sunday, what happens? Are you going to be upset? You're going to be mad? This is not some regular WWE champion. This is Roman Reigns. Life will go on. I'd be the first to tell you that Roman needs to lose the fucking championships. The story hasn't played out the way that I expected. Cody hasn't had any adversity whatsoever. And I don't deem him worthy enough right now to beat Roman Reigns because he hasn't gone through the trials and tribulations yet. Can't use six years. You can't use the seven-year run that he had on the Indies. You can't use Hell in a Cell, Can't use the torn pack. You can't use Stardust. You can't use Dashing. You can't use Dusty. These are things that happened... Then, talking about now, now, the road to WrestleMania. It's not enough. Hate me, call me, you know, a mark, call me negative, say that I'm controversial, I don't know what I'm talking about, say that I have L takes. I'm sorry. It's the way I feel. But I wanna see you clip this, because I said this before. If Cody wins, it's not, ha ha ha, JD was wrong. No, it's yes, we celebrate because I have absolutely zero problem with Cody winning the championship on Sunday night. I just don't think it's the right move. That's all I'm saying. Thank you guys for your support, man. I really appreciate you guys hanging out on this Friday night, early Saturday morning. I did not watch the Ring of Honor show. I actually saw some clips about... Some of the more notable things that happened on the show, you know, poor Dante Martin, man. Um, that spot, it was a fucking Canadian or a Mexican destroyer off of a ladder bridge through what looked to be three tables down below, man. I, I mean, people were talking about Dante's ankle as if Sid Justice tore his fo- or broke his ankle live on Nitro, if you guys remember. That's how bad people were saying it was. All for a reckless fucking spot that barely anybody seen, right? The people in attendance saw it. How many people watched it on pay-per-view? 10,000, 15,000 maybe? If that, not even that. They did that spot and that kid broke his ankle and top flight is now out again. And poor Darius has to be without his brother again and vice versa again for a spot that didn't draw a fucking dime. Does that me being negative? Spots like that need to stop. Top Flight and their style is very Hardy-esque. They will have very short-lived careers if they don't change their styles. Everybody in that match needs to change their style just a little bit, man. This recklessness in pro wrestling is very sad to see. That's an injury that is easily a. Unav- it's avoidable. It's avoidable. I don't know why they, they went and did such a stupid move. Some of you guys are saying it was a great show. I'm going to go back and watch it. I don't know when I'm going to talk about it, but I'm going to go back and watch it. I may watch it at some point this weekend. Why did I cover SmackDown and not Ring of Honor? It's WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania weekend. This story on SmackDown. This story going into Mania. How many matches had a story coming out of Ring of Honor? I haven't watched one Ring of Honor television show on the Ring of Honor Honor Club subscription. How many matches had a story? to sit here and talk about fucking Vikingo doing a 630 fucking backwards plancha? It's about story, man. This weekend's about story. This weekend's not about fucking depth-defying fucking flips and dives and indie wrestling. I'll watch it when I watch it, and I'll watch it on my own time, and I'll enjoy it when I watch it. Well, give me a break with this shit. I mean, a lot of people, oh, oh, JD's abandoning his fan base. My fan base is a pro wrestling fan base. My fan base is not WWE only. My fan base is not AEW only. My fan base is not NXT only. My fan base is pro wrestling. We talk about pro wrestling and all major pro wrestling companies here. Not Impact, though. Nobody watches Impact. Though I heard they had a great show this weekend too, so props to them. But it's WrestleMania weekend. I got to do what is best for the show, Don't worry about everything else afterwards. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you joining me tonight. We are going to uh, get involved here with the Super Chats. I really appreciate you guys and all the support that you had tonight. Unbelievable. We got 1,000 likes. We blew past 1,000. 1,000 plus. $11,50 we are looking at. Unbelievable. Appreciate you guys very much. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it. We were live on Sunday. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, tonight, Saturday, tomorrow, night one, night two, Sunday night, Raw After Mania. We are busy, man. We are busy. And make sure you guys continue to get those super chats in, get those memberships in. It's going to be a big, big weekend right here on OTS. We got... Rufus Cross and Brandon James Shea with memberships. Rufus is a new member and Brandon, a six-month member. Rufus, thank you, brother. What are you drinking tonight inside my mother's basement? And Brandon, thank you so much for six months. Cody, lost to Roman Reigns for 1,000 days. See, even Brandon wants Roman Reigns to win. Game Freak Hill becomes a new member. Thank you, brother. Thank you for joining the VIP club. What the fuck are you drinking tonight, man? Michelle Moran with a $5 Super Chat. Triple H is very high on Dominic. If Vince McMahon hears this, Dominic is doomed. And I sure hope KO and Sammy win tomorrow. I'll be pissed if they don't. Apparently, Triple H has some uh, big plans for Dominic after WrestleMania, and Sammy and KO Michelle are going to win the tag team titles. Jeremy Harris with a $10 Superjack. Congratulations on your mother's basement, J.D. It truly is a work of art to show my support and much love. Enjoy your mother's basement. It's awesome. Cheers. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate you, brother. I even got a new hat. Sidro with a $5 super chat. When I was a kid, parents told me the noise from the bedroom was them wrestling. Didn't believe it. Snuck in one night, got taken out by an RKO out of nowhere. Bro, I never walked in on my mother and, and father doing whatever the fuck they were doing. I would have been mortified for life, bro. Appreciate you. All right, man. You know what? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm, I'm gonna be a generous soul, man. We're now winding down the end of the night. I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna open up the chat for uh, everybody else that wants to get in and uh, and just hang out in my mother's basement, man. So everybody waiting in line, man. There's a long line waiting to get into the mother's basement, man. So we are going to uh, open up the chat room towards the end of this thing. Sorry, mods. I kept my word, though. It was VIP only most of the night. There you go. There you go, man. Don't ever ever say I never did anything for you guys, man. I'm sorry, Hooligram. I'm sorry, brother. And go! There he is! Look, there he is in the fucking chat, man! Look, yes, love it. Uh Tony Hall with a new membership. Thank you, brother. What the fuck are you drinking tonight? Easy with the two months. Appreciate you, man. And where's uh? Where did everybody go? Oh, man, I must have missed a lot, man. Holy shit. Um, uh, Matt Broncos with the new membership. Thank you so much, brother. Justin with a one ninety nine. Your mother's basement looks amazing, JD. OTS for life. Thank you, Justin. Easy with the two months. Mother's basement is the truth. Thank you, guys. Tony Hall with a new membership. Thank you, Tony Hall. Easy with a $10 super chat. The way SmackDown ended, Roman is not losing his title at WrestleMania. OTS for life. JD is the absolute best. Okay. Thank you, Easy, and I, I believe that was uh, Easy's first super chat inside the OTS venue. Man, thank you so much, bro. I really appreciate you. Uh, I gotta go back and get some super chats here, man, because uh, YouTube fucked up. YouTube really fucked me over here, man. Uh, Sidro. The last one we we left off with Sidro. Ulysses with a $5 super chat. If Cody Rhodes wins, he went from AEW not being able to even challenge for the AEW world title to going to WWE and winning the undisputed title. Yes. Well, he won the Royal Rumble, so he won the right to wrestle for the title. C. Nile with a 99 99 in super chat. Thank you so much, brother, for the 100 bomb. He says, pouring an old-fashioned for the grand opening, praying for Dante after a rough injury from a completely pointless spot. As for WWE, we are 48 hours from the conclusion of the first book of the bloodline. Can't wait. While I'm thinking about it, is the basement taco free? Uh, uh, apparently not, Jess. uh Jesse's tacos are here, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Can't, I can't escape them. And, and then when the nicer weather comes, we're going back into the beer garden, and the taco truck is outside, man. But Thunder Rosa doesn't like us anymore, so I may have to rebrand that as Jesse's Taqueria. Justin with a one ninety nine, Thank you, brother. Easy Eric Newton with the $5 super chat. Main thing that tipped me off that Vince was never gone was Bruce Prichard and Kevin Dunn were never gotten rid of. Yeah. Listen, man. Vince has a say no matter what. Vince is now back as an employee of the company. But I was only, you know, we only read that he was only back to sell the company. Not that he was going to make himself an employee again. Tommy, Tommy Brand again with a $5 jet. Absolutely gorgeous Mother's Basement venue, JD. OTS for life. So pumped for WrestleMania. Thank you, Tommy. I appreciate you, bro. Max Chains with eight months. Let me get an old fashioned please. This man wants a Tony's Cola old fashioned. Let's get him one, man. Thank you, Max Chains. Cody Snyder with a $10 super chat. This is Beautiful Chief. OTS VIP for life. Lucas Vin Ikios. As I butcher your name. New membership. Thank you, Lucas. I appreciate you, brother. What the fuck are you drinking tonight, man? Guardian. Guardian of Chaos. My guy's not feeling too well tonight, but he still showed up to my mother's basement. Well done, JD. Congratulations. VIPs to the right for the special event and first drinks on the Guardian of Chaos. Thank you, brother. Candle Jordan with six months. I believe it was one or two birthdays ago. I said, I need to collab with you and BC. Now it seems so close. If, we, if I could get things going tomorrow, man, we got BC, Ango, and uh, Jesse tomorrow. JP5150 with a $5 super chat. JD, bro, all I want to say is the venue is jazzy as hell. Hopefully, if given the opportunity, I wish to get into that piano. It's looking good, bro. Thank you, JP. The piano is uh, is uh, only played on Sundays, bro. We, are, we have a pianist in the venue. Uh, Tutti Frutti with a 199. Favorite WrestleMania match that doesn't include a Hall of Famer, bro. I think I was asked this question the other night. Uh, I have no idea, bro no idea that is a question that I need to really sit on and ponder bro uh 199 2d40 who should be Randy Orton's final opponent John Cena Joseph Gonzalez with a 199 you need to make an emoji for moose Pritchard I might have to I might have to Israel with 22 months. No one does it like you, J.D. I can't wait for the weekend and have to be proud of this venue. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Justin Smith with a $5 super chat. Stage one complete. Virtual My Mother's Basement built. Stage two My Mother's Basement gets built for real. Let's fucking go. Uh, this is actually, you know, the, 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 the you want some uh, tidbits about this, man. This is actually the influence of a bar here in New York City called Patent Pending. I know where I like to go to drink, bro. I know where I like to go to drink. That's all I'll say. Look it up. It's fucking gorgeous. Um, Vegeta. 12 months. My mother's basement looks amazing. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Chelsea with 12 months, Milestone Unlocked, What's Up OTS, much love, Lord JD, OTS for infinity, love the debut of my mother's basement, chocolate old-fashioned for me, ooh, I love me a good chocolate old-fashioned. They are absolutely incredible, man. The best chocolate old-fashioned I've ever had was in Ireland at the Jameson Distillery. Is TK still on the scrum, man? Oh, my goodness. What is he talking about? Yo, let's get TK in the venue, man. We gotta get him some fucking old fashions, man. Let's get an old fashioned TK. The fuck is he talking about? Coming from the guy that has terrible PR skills, he's still out there. I mean, the fucking scrum started at eleven thirty. It's one oh eight. Thank you, Chelsea. Joe The Show with a 9 99 Love the look of my mother's basement. Can't wait for WrestleMania to hear your feedback on it. Will LA Knight have his WrestleMania moment? Keep up the great work, brother. O-T-S for life. Yeah! Thank you, Joe. That was your first Super Chat as well, brother. Hopefully many more to come. Zero Kaiba with 11 months. JD, my brother, and I have been fans of your podcast for the past six years. Wanted to shout out my brother Charlie on tonight's special night. Shout out to Charlie on the grand opening of my mother's basement. Thank you so much Zero. Susan D'Ambrosio with a $5 super chat. I'm in love with my mother's basement. It's so awesome looking. Great job by Deviate man. Nick and Gabe over at Deviate and the entire team over there. And wait till you see what else I have in the pipeline, man. They don't even know yet because uh, I I like to space these things out, man. We're going to get a new outro done. I got the vision for a new outro. Mustang leaving the fucking venue. I love it. Armando with a 9.99. Awesome. Others Basement JD love it. Do you see Ray putting Dominic over or until SummerSlam OTS number one? I actually see Dominic winning tomorrow. I think Dominic wins tomorrow. All right, you know what, Jesse? You know who's there, bro? All the fucking bootlickers of Tony Khan. That's who's there. Supposedly, I'm a bootlicker of Tony Khan, but I'm not there. I'm here. You got all your bootlickers over there. That's the, those are the only people that are still remaining. And I love TK, man. TK confirmed Goldberg isn't coming to Ring of Honor, says Ango. Uh, I hope Goldberg isn't coming, period. To any company. Boxhead with a $20 super chat, I hope. Or I have some booty meat waiting for me, but... I have to stop by for the opening night quick. Proud member for eight or nine months. One question. Who do you feel had the best babyface booking in all companies in the past two years as a champion? Man, that's a tough question, man. They all suck, to be honest with you. There's no good babyface champions in any company. WWE fucks it up. They fucked up McIntyre. They fucked up... uh, AEW fucked up. I don't want to say they fucked up Adam Page. I think Adam Page had a great run as champion, man. A lot of people weren't high on Adam Page as champion. But he had some banger matches. I don't think Adam Page got cre- the credit he deserved as a world champion. I- I'm probably going to say Adam Page. Show the show with a four ninety nine. There's a report that TK gave Christian the green light to show up at WrestleMania to be part of the Brood Reunion think he and Grand Grove will show up. If that's the case, man, TK loves pro wrestling, man. I wouldn't doubt it. That would be great. Now, all we need is Alter Bridge to play Edge to the Ring. Tenario with a five. JD, what WrestleMania matches do you think should have main evented but didn't? Man, you guys ask me these fucking weird-ass questions, man. Tenario, I, 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 listen, bro, I... It's one o'clock in the morning and you got me fucking thinking about WrestleMania. the 40 years of WrestleMania matches on what should have main evented the show. Undertaker and Shawn Michaels should have main evented WrestleMania 25. That's all I know. They main evented 26. There was no title on the line. We'll go with that one. My guy, Daryl, with a $500 super chat. This guy is unbelievable, man. He says, what better way to celebrate the grand opening of my mother's basement than by dropping an OTS Sith Negan bomb. JD, once again, dropping it like it's hot and why everyone needs to jump on the number one bandwagon. Eat your hearts out, goons and shills. Because no second rate walk behinders will ever be allowed around here. End of the line. Hashtag the enemy designed. My guy, Daryl, leaves a $500 blueprint right here on the grand opening night of my mother's basement, man. Unbelievable. You guys are fucking awesome. Absolutely awesome. Basic, with a 499, it's being reported that Vince is officially a WWE employee, but I thought he was only back to sell the company. And I thought when he sells the company, he's willing to walk away. Then Bruce Prichard says he hasn't made a creative decision yet. And then Nick Khan says there's only one man that runs WWE, and that's Vince McMahon. A Watson. Yo, what's up, JD? Congratulations on your mother's basement. I love it. Cheers. Thank you, brother. My guy, Osakui with a $500 super chat. My goodness, man. Not usually here for Friday night because of production, but I wasn't going to miss this for anything. I'm so proud of you, brother. I really am. Absolutely beautiful. Continue to raise the bar. Don't ever give up. Don't ever slow down. You keep bringing your A game. We'll keep the lights on much love bro i love that man i love that fucking energy we love you always we thank you so much brother thank you so much man and hopefully everything's going well with you man you and the family daniel easter day with a five dollar super chat your new layout is amazing nobody does style better than you you're the best there is. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate you, man. Tutti Fruity with a four ninety nine. I thought Dom was about to give Ray the Bret Hart treatment. I got to go back and watch it, man. I listen. I thought the Hall of Fame was gonna start at ten and kind of end around eleven, eleven thirty. I mean, they had a fucking kickoff show for the for the Hall of Fame. Now I know better for next year. It's crazy, man. I'm like, what? What is going on? And then Stacy Keeble is on and. You know, she's a sweetheart, but holy shit, man. He just got really boring. All Mick Foley's out there. Apparently, Ric Flair was uh, putting himself over. Mr. Sports Dog with $199. Congrats, JD. Keep putting in that work. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. The Script Keeper with a $20 super chat. Hey, JD, as for uh, from my mother's basement... All I can say is, wow, but I don't know what you think. But for Cody, he's turning into a real nightmare for me. They forced Roman down our throats. Now they're forcing Cody down our throat. Bro, they're not forcing Cody down our throat. They're not forcing Cody down our throat, bro. Come on now. And uh, Mr. Sports Dog, that was your first super chat, brother. 199. I appreciate you, man. Hopefully that's not the last time we see you. Uh, Twevin with a new membership. Kinson Stanley with seven months. The Craig with seven months. Coaster Cloudy with one month. I appreciate you guys very much. And I got one question for you guys, man. What the fuck are you guys drinking tonight? Juan Carlos with a 499. Hey, J.D., big fan from Puerto Rico. Nice basement. Drinking IPA here. Are you going to backlash? If you are, enjoy it. OTS for life. Uh, I am not decided yet, man. I'm undecided on Matt and Toronto for forbidden door. Mike Lee with a 20 bomb. Hey, J.D., sorry I was late to the grand opening of my mother's basement. Can I order a Jade Cargill Long Island iced tea? Bro, we don't have Jade Cargill Long Island iced teas. We have Jade Emerald and Gold, bro. Ricardo Linnell with a $4.99. Did Jade Cargill's invite get lost in the mail? The venue looks amazing, J.D. Keep raising the bar. OTS for life. Thank you, Ricardo. Um... I'm not so sure. I want Jade in here, man. She may be making fun of me that I can't do a pull-up. I did barbell deadlift today at 225. 35 35 reps. I feel like shit. Is that enough for Jade Cargill? No. Probably not. Uh, Baby Shaq with 499. What's up, JD? My mother's basement looks brilliant. Happy F in WrestleMania day and so pumped. OTS for life. Thank you, Baby Shaq. Ahmed Youssef with a 499. Can you see Jay White and Randy Orton showing up after the main event of night two? Uh, I could see them showing up. I don't know if they're going to show up in the main event. Randy Orton, Dave Meltzer said Randy Orton is not clear to wrestle. But he wants to be a part of WrestleMania. To do what? I don't know. Yeah, Jade is busy chilling with uh, Naomi. Sidro with a seven months. Thank you, brother. I want Cody versus Gargano one day for the title of SummerSlam or Mania. Randy versus Cody. Gunther J. White if he comes in. Lots of good matches for him. Yes, there is. Like I said, there is positive to Cody winning the title. Judgment Day, Mike Harper with a $2 Super Chat. Awesome setup, JD. Cheers and congrats. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, man. And uh, I want to go over these members again, man. We had a lot of members tonight. I don't want to miss anybody, man. I don't want to miss anybody. Underwear Beast, Marco Polo, Alex from Phoenix, Jonathan Spaulding, Vernon F, Nivo, Brandon, Ruperto, Romero. Gig Worker, 1099, Shayla, Rufus Cross, The Craig, The Main Event, J-Man, RXG, Stack the Bean, Costa, The Cray Cray Greek, Sith Warlord, Raymond Moore, Twevin, John in West Texas, Tony Hall, Drop This Box, Lucas, Med Broncos, Zach Seymour, D.O. Crew, 420, Don Scrags, Joselle Johnson, Game Freak Hill, Wild Stallion 77, Arthur L. Chambers, Roy Knowles, and Senile. Legitimately all members tonight, man. You have blown me fucking away, man. Absolutely. Absolutely fucking crazy, man. You guys just blew me away tonight, man. I appreciate you joining me. And my mother's basement is going to be open. All weekend for WrestleMania, man. It's going to be crazy. Absolutely crazy. So tomorrow, guys, the plan is... Angle's already drunk. Yeah, bro, I uh, I should have a cold one, too, to be honest with you. Um, Tomorrow, man, NXT, stand and deliver. Watch along. Um, tomorrow we'll be live till about 4 p.m. when that show ends, man. I'm very curious to see what they do with Carmelo and Braun Breaker. I'm actually very excited about that match. Uh, I am, I'm excited about the Grayson Waller and Johnny Gargano match. It's unsanctioned, so uh, who knows what they're going to do. And then around 4.30, the invites are going to go out during NXT. Around 4.30 or so. Uh, Ango, BC, and myself, along with Jesse, will be doing a roundtable WrestleMania discussions, man. We'll be talking about predictions. We'll be going over what we think of the road to WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, everything about WrestleMania in that show right before the big event goes live. It'll be on my channel. You guys will get notifications, so make sure you guys get that. And then Saturday night, man, we will have the WrestleMania post-show for night one Royal Rumble, we did 6,700 people, man. I'm expecting 7,000-plus in here on Saturday night. Can't wait to show you guys what's going on this week, man. It's a great week, and it's crazy, man. It's going to be absolutely fucking crazy. And I thank you guys for joining me tonight on the podcast. We are about to get out of here, man. I'm about to uh, get into the Stang, and I'm about to hit the road I gotta get out of this jacket. Sweat my fucking balls off in here, man. Holy shit! Tomorrow we'll be back in our hoodie, man. Believe me. Um, I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you so very much. Thank you for the super chat support. Thank you for the memberships. I couldn't have asked for a, a better opening night, man. Follow me on Twitter at JD from NY206. We're about to hit fifty thousand on Twitter. The verified check marks are going away, but uh, I have Twitter Blue, so fuck off. And the only reason why I pay for Twitter Blue is for business. It's a write-off. Fuck the white care. Twitter, at J.D. from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys go out and check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it for you guys. And please check out Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Tonight's sponsor for the show. Code Scripts20 at checkout for 20% off anything on their website. Guys, 1 p.m. live on this channel, NXT Stand and Deliver post show. We will hang out, have a couple beers, and just shoot the shit, man. Until then, thank you for a great night. Thank you for joining me in my mother's basement. And we'll see you tomorrow, man. Busy day. Three podcasts tomorrow. One of them being WrestleMania post-show right here for night one on Off The Scripts. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good night. I'll see you guys later.